Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, welcome back to another episode of Covered It, your Irish golfy slash non-golfy podcast brought to you by the boys at quackgolf.com. We are recording on the Monday evening after an amazing Ryder Cup in Rome. Um, There's a lot has gone on. There's a lot to unpack here. I am joined by, once again, regular in the booth, Mr. Ben Scott. How are you doing? Very good, Patrick. Good to hear from you. We, uh, we've we've texted pretty much 24-7 the last three days watching golf, so good for us to be able to chat about it. Correct. Um, I'm sure everyone is after a weekend of sitting on the couch and watching loads and loads of golf. Now they're listening to all of the 455 <laughs> podcasts uh, that that are out there at the moment um but here's for one more um i honestly don't even know where to start just so much golf so much stuff going on on twitter i just couldn't keep up with it um do you want to any any opening remarks before we get into it any like any thoughts i'm all right every episode and maybe when i listen back to it i then think like how did we forget to even talk about that and I already yeah. know we're going to forget about six big things on this podcast. So let's just get out in front of that and apologize for not covering all the main points. Um, no, it was good. What what a weekend of golf. Shout out the weather for being really shit on Saturday. And I had no guilt. I literally sat on the sofa Watching. from six, 6.30 till 7 p.m. Over 12 hours of golf. You know, when the TV comes up and says it's about to turn off, I must have turned yeah. that off about four or five times. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, in fact, the weather was so bad that it made me decide to wear a rain jacket on top of my running t-shirt for my long run this weekend. And because I wore that rain jacket, I now know what nipple chafling is. And um, that is something that I'm going to have to sort out before the marathon because, my God, it was painful. You Um, You don't get it without a jacket, no? Or how, why does it happen? Basically, it was raining. The jacket got really heavy. It must have been rubbing up on Ooh. top of. Ooh. Listen, I honestly, I Vas- could, I would not recommend it. I think Vaseline's your friend there, is it? Potentially. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's get into it. Um, we're not gonna like forget about shout outs and all this kind of stuff. We're just gonna get. There's so much to go through. Let's just get straight into it. Um. Uh, I think so yeah I just want to I think the only place to start with is the fact that as of two days later um, Jamie Weir still hasn't sent a tweet so for anyone who has been living under a rock and doesn't use Twitter Jamie Weir is the reporter who kind of broke the news that there was a rift in the American camp that Canley and Shawflay were on one side wanting to get paid Um. And this is where the whole Hatgate came from. He he's reported it. It apparently isn't true, and he I haven't well, heard from mm, him once. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. Let's start there then. Um, if, um saying it's not true is also not like. Have you heard about Xander Schauffele's dad? That's yeah. Been all over Sky Germany apparently. Yeah. I've only ever heard of this fella. I've never actually seen him, but I've heard of all the crazy stuff that he gets up to. Um, but he was sort of saying like he was coming out with some stuff that was yeah. basically sort of backing it up. I, I, I wouldn't say it's not true. Yeah, his tweet was definitely. I don't think he should have done it. I don't. I don't really know what to make of him doing that. But it's just so funny that a tweet caused that much uproar and just incidents and everything. Yeah. And yeah, like he's been working on Sky. I've seen him doing interviews and stuff, but. Why isn't he tweeted again, or what's going on? I'm not sure. He he's a good journalist. Um, he's a bit outspoken. He's a Spurs fan. He's been kind of annoying on Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. but he obviously has a source somewhere, and I don't think yeah. he he knows not to do some to tweet something like that without having a source. But obviously, the source has said under no circumstances can you name me, and he hasn't said anything. And I wonder, has he not tweeted out of a request from Sky, or did he just? I did see a photo of him and Roy McIlroy ho- holding the Northern Irish flag. So he was still there and he was still enjoying it, but... Yeah, just, he was, yeah. Yeah, but interesting. He, he, I think he went back into his cave a little bit. Okay. Um, so first, actually, I want to start with um, a quack golfer 
Kip Popert wearing quack lovely joggers. It's jogger season at the moment, people. Get on to quackoff.com. If you've got the bug after watching the Ryder Cup and you want to play some golf, get yourself into some quack joggers. Um, but yeah, Kip played with Novak Djokovic on the way into the week. That was fairly cool. And seeing the, the quack logo on his uh, on his rear end, right it's, standing beside It's Novak. so random. And honestly, there's such a long build-up in the week. Like, by the time you get to Thursday evening and you've just heard the foursomes pairings, you're like, yeah. God, I've, I feel like I've watched three weeks of golf here. Yeah. And I don't. I really don't think the Ryder Cup needs a celebrity match. Like, who really cares? But still, quite cool to see Kip playing golf. Uh, yeah, playing golf with Novak Djokovic. Random, more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, getting into the opening ceremony, Luke Donald's Italian was brilliant, backed up by Ron Nogara. Ron Nogara <laughs> tweeted saying, "Do you know he respected that?" Um, so I hate to say I called it, but listen, I did. Um, Zach Johnson being fairly, I'm going to get out in front of this. I actually had a note in the preview pod last week where I said that Zach Johnson just screams to me a losing captain. And I think like, I've nothing again, like he seems like a lovely man and like all that. And like, he's worked really hard in his career. He's not, he's not, he was never a big bomber. So he had to sort of work on wedges and other things and that's all fine. But he, some people just aren't leaders and that's fine. He just seems more of a, he was a member of a team and would have done yeah. the job for you, but he's just doesn't seem like a leader to me. His he, speech was fairly uninspiring. He just doesn't really have it. And even afterwards, when they kept asking him about the loss, he's very respectful. Basically, his all he said was the Europeans played better. And that's all you can say. But for some reason, when he said it, it just, I don't know, he didn't do much to inspire me. And I don't think that yeah. kind of showed in the American team. Yeah. Um, and I'm also going to get it in front of this. I also had a note last week that I also forgot to mention about Luke Donald and saying that I was thinking that maybe they should move the captaincies to four year gaps rather than two years. So you do home and away because I was yeah. thinking before we started the event that you can only really be, I think you can only really be judged as a captain if you go home and away because like it is a lot easier to win at home. Do you know? Well, um, I've got I've got a few notes here, and I will go into it in the last couple of Ryder Cups and why it's so been so one sided. But take Paddy Harrington for example, who was in charge in Whistling Straits when we got hammered. Everyone mm. said that Paddy left no stone unturned. He was one of the best captains, but he gets mm. completely forgotten about because he didn't win the Ryder Cup and it's, got it's hammered. Harsh, isn't it? Yeah, it but, is harsh. So in preparation for this. Um, I read an article earlier about someone saying how the Ryder Cup has kind of become a bit of a dead rubber. If you're away from home, you're going to lose. And um, the reason for that is pretty much the foursome session is always heavily won yeah. by the home team. So this year on aggregate, the Europe won at 7-1. Uh, Ryder Cup before that, the USA won at 6-2. The one before that, Europe won at 6-2. And the one before that, it was 5.5 to 2.5, the USA. And I, I don't have an answer for it, but why why does foursomes I know. play into the home team? And it, like we seem to be in this cycle of home teams hammering the other team and all of a sudden like we were in crisis after Whistling Straits, yeah. I have to remember that. Like we were absolutely in crisis and everyone was going, We may not win this again for another two goes at it. Yeah. Um and all of a sudden now the US are in crisis. I, I would like to say at the start of the pod is that it was actually a lot closer than people thought. Um, the Friday morning 4-0 session, which we'll start at and we'll get into it um, soon enough, that um, that 4-0, right? Like I said it last week that you basically fight all week in four sessions for two days over 16 points. And then yeah. all of a sudden there's 12 points available on the Sunday. And so, like, that 4-0 is kind of the same as, like, the U.S.'s middle order in the singles went, they got three re- uh, three points in a row, and then Jordan Spieth lost his point to Shano yeah. um, kind of late on. But, like, you know, that 4-0 opening session is the same as the lads, as as that middle order just getting all their points in. Do you yeah. know, it's it kind of throws you into the, like, I know some people will probably go at me and say, nah, we hammered them. But I don't know, like, it, what was, was it 16-12 in the end? Uh, 16 and a half to 11 and a half 
which is actually the closest margin of the last four Ryder Cups. Exactly, yeah. So point I just think point. it was a lot closer than people thought. Um, like the single session was halved, six all. Um, the four ball session on Friday afternoon, I don't know how we came away winning that session because we absolutely robbed it at the end. But listen, before we get into it, let's. so the Friday morning session, um, we we started like a train. It was so good to watch. I was up for it. Um, it was kind of like perfect time. Um, watching over here, six seven in the morning. Um, yeah, let's get into it. Four nil. Um, Victor Hovland on the first green chipping in, and all of a sudden it was just like rah rah, let's go. That was wild. That was just like yeah. how to get a party started. Um. So yeah. Um. How did this? Let me just get it up here. Friday morning foursomes. Yeah. Ram and Hatton won four and three. Victor Havlin won. Victor Havlin and Ab- and Aubert won four and three. Lowry and Straka two and one, and Rory and Tommy Fleetwood Mac won two and one. Um, just an obliteration. Um, and uh, anything anything else would note on the Friday morning session? I suppose Ludwig wasn't too hot. I want to. So I've made a couple of notes here. Um, mm. one is that. I- I don't actually don't think Ludwig had that good of a Ryder Cup. He was he was mm. protected by Hovland in the opening foursomes, and then the second day, where did he get a second point in the four balls? Um, what I what I would like to see, I know they uh, they talk about record. He won, no, he won his he won his nine and seven with uh, with Victor again. Oh yeah, so like he was yeah. kind of protected by Victor because Victor was playing unbelievable golf. Um, mm. what I would like to see. Uh, I know they talk about all-time record point scores. I think you can only really count your Ryder Cup points from the singles match because I think it's very easy to get protected. I know you have to play both play well in foursomes. Yeah. I reckon there's a lot of guys who've played a lot of Ryder Cups who may not have won many singles points and they've got all their points playing in team golf because they're very good at that side of it. But I think yeah. singles is where where you get found out if you're not playing well. Yeah, absolutely. I think exactly, that's what happened yeah, to yeah. Ludwig. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, But I suppose like Back to your question about the foursomes and, and why we did so well. Um, of course, the winning captain always comes out amazing after a win and what everything they did was perfect and all that. But um, what Luke Donald did apparently do was um, put a huge emphasis on the opening holes and getting off to a good start. He, in the practice rounds, he made all the groups play three hole matches so yeah. you know you had to get off to a good start um and the stats on so after the um where is it here so the european record on the first six holes um on the friday morning we won 9 and 4 friday afternoon 8 and 4 saturday morning 13 to 3 saturday afternoon saturday afternoon we lost 3 to 8 and then sunday 22 to 16 so basically apart from one session we won the opening first six holes in every single session. Yeah. Um, and they just I'd... got off to flying start. So look, that was part of his plan, his strategy, whatever you want to call it. And it worked. It came off. Mm. Like, honestly, I don't know what, how, how do you end up being a bad Ryder Cup captain? Because you have, and I know Zach Johnson is getting slated in the media. You have vice captains around you. You've done it all before. I think mm. if you win the Ryder Cup, you're always going to be a good captain. And exactly, I think, yeah. If Luke Donald was to have lost it, they would have said, oh, you put too much emphasis on Seve and you tried to build too much into this and you should have concentrated on the golf. But because he's won, it all just worked out. So I think it's a little bit of a poison chalice, especially yeah. being in a way Ryder Cup captain. Friday afternoon. So we won this session two and a half to one and a half. Um, I just wrote down here, absolute robbery. <laughs> um, So... It was looking like we were going to lose that session the whole time until I think Hovland, um, Hovland's put on the Friday evening, um, where he they were they went down the eighteenth one down and he oh, yeah. made that put in the last. Oh, that was I, unbelievable. I, yeah. That I was very Tiger esque. That that yeah. um, the that way celebration kind of as well, wasn't peeled, it? Peeled off. I nearly fell off the sofa. And then is that the same session where the John video of Shane? Yeah, is that, and that, that the same well? Thing? That was the the video of Shane in the background oh, yeah. acting like a a maggot. Um, um it was so good. So and so then good. 
and then John Ram came behind him and like ludicrous. That's like he's overhit that putt. That putt's going twelve foot past, which yeah. I, I guess you had to make it, so you you make sure it gets there. But yeah. like there was, I don't know. I don't know how much luck you can accustomed to winning a Ryder Cup, but exactly, Europe yeah. got lucky yeah. that first day for sure. Like uh, this is what I mean about how it wasn't actually that. Like it was actually closer than you thought because you know that Friday afternoon session could have so easily been three one to the US. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, your four nil win in the morning isn't as good as you know your the lead is is down. Um, so like that Friday afternoon session played a huge part in it. Um, Jr. Team Rose, he gets a slagging from the no laying up boys every week, but he need you need to put some credit on his name and um. Some respect to I JR, think, I think. I think I owe, up, like, you know? I owe an apology to JR. I owe an apology yes. to Sep. And I don't, <laughs> know I, I don't know if I stated it, but I, I wasn't very confident in Big Bob. And he absolutely pulled some punches and went, won two and a half points. Um, can't really ask yeah. much more much, much more than that. Um, Yeah, so, okay, yeah. JR needs some respect. Sep Straka... 100% is American, but yes, he does deserve an apology. Um, I was riding hard for Big Bob this week, right? You've got 24 players showing up. Not all of them are going to be in form. Bob probably didn't have his best stuff. He was probably the weakest player to come in with yeah. anyway. Um, he was getting a lot of stick on Twitter and in some of the WhatsApp groups I was I was in. Um. I was riding hard for Bob. I was like, come on, Bob, you can do this. And he really got carried around by Justin Rose on the first day. <laughs> then on the second day, he was doing this he was doing the same thing. He just didn't have his best stuff. Putts were the putts were just awful. Yeah. Um, but he made a putt for I don't know, was it for a half or for a win or something close to the end on the Saturday afternoon, I think it was now. And um uh, poor old Ewan Murray was nearly crying in the booth. He was like, he said, "Okay, Bob," um, which probably sounds like a Northern accent, Ireland accent, which it is. But um, yeah, the Scottish pride was flowing there between Ewan and Bob. And um, I, I also just can't get over how, uh, like cute Bob looks. He looks like he looks like thirteen. He literally just looks like he looks like a fan that we just. I don't he, know, just threw gear on and just put out there. He just, oh, he just looks so. He is the least, oh, the least looking golfer you could possibly get. Harmless, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was riding hard for Bob, and again, he went out and did the business and got a singles match. Um, he probably came up against, which very surprisingly, America's worst player, Wyndham Clark. Yeah, um, can we just talk about that for a second? Having come out and said, yeah, Wyndham, that he's, yeah. he's the best player in the world and he can beat anyone. Did he get half a point, maybe, or a point and a half, but was poor? Yeah, he was... so, look, I, Wyndham, like, I'm speaking directly to you right now, Wyndham. Like, I, I think he's a, he's this kind of guy where he's very into kind of self-belief, um, you know, kind of like believing Which you have yourself. to be as a golfer. Absolutely, no problem, right? But, number one, don't put a target on your back. And, like, saying that about Rory is putting your a target on your back. And also then, like, look, strokes gained in the Ryder Cup, take it or leave it. It's definitely um, not something you should read too much into because, like, for example, strokes gained around the green, I'd say, is all over the place because you might be out of a hole and you might have to try and chip it in and you absolutely lash it past. So there's things like that. Maybe the same with the putting. Um, But, like, strokes gained off the tee... um, you know that that can be sort of dialed into anyway. Strokes gained total. Wyndham Clark was was last of all twenty four golfers. Um. So I mean, uh, yeah, he just didn't show up, and he put a target on his back from the start of the week. But it turned out that Europe didn't even need to, you know. Yeah. He he just wasn't a factor anyway. So who cares? Just finishing off the Friday afternoon session, the only other note I had was Matt Fitz's ridiculous putting in the first, I don't yeah. know, was it six, seven holes, or front nine anyway, it was all over the place, just holding everything. And Rory just started laughing, just being like, <laughs> do I even need to be here? Yeah. Um, loved Rory's pairings, um, Tommy and Matt Fitz. I would have, like, just from a patriotic sense, I would have loved to have seen Rory play with Shane. But credit to Luke, again, 
like his pairings definitely weren't like, oh, I'm just gonna put the best mates together. I feel like that's what the US do. It's just like, oh, yeah, just like lads, and you know. Yeah, Justin Rose said that in the press conference. He said it's not he just did. about playing with your best friend. The only thing it's so Luke obviously stuck with his pairings for the first three sessions, the same ones. Um and like that works really well when you're playing well. I just wonder if they were under the cosh a bit, would he have chopped and changed or was he kind of set yeah, exactly. in because of the analytics? Exactly. See, but, yeah. Exactly. Also, like, this is why you have to have. He has to go away again because you have to yeah. view a captain away in, home and away. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, just going back to Wyndham Clark, I think Brian Harmon probably played quite well because he played with Max Homa, got a couple of points. But the US probably got a little bit unlucky, and you see all these live losers on Twitter who keep saying like, "Oh, look, if Bryson was there, if Dustin was there," and I think Bryson probably would have been got a pick if if. Uh, Wyndham Clark hadn't won the US Open that's the only reason he's in the team if Brian Harmon hadn't won the British Open I don't think either of those guys get in on picks and I think the yeah. likes of Bryson or DJ or someone else gets in um, yeah. so I'm not sure did the US get a little unlucky having to bring Wyndham because he was automatic qualifier yeah but I'm, I am I, I must say I'm disappointed in him though I thought he was going to be one of their best players but... yeah Um. okay so Moving into Saturday morning, the hat tweet comes out Saturday morning. I, I think, think, doesn't it? Yeah, I think Saturday Saturday afternoon in the middle of the four balls is when that tweet comes out. Okay, right. Um. So then, well, okay. So for the Saturday morning, you have the so, um, on the Nolan up pod this uh, today, KVV said that from one of his sources. Um, that apparently Brooks and Scotty were told last minute to go out and play in the this Saturday morning foursomes. Oh, really? And they lost. They lost nine and seven. Yeah. Mm. So, um, again, that's a so, thing against Zach Johnson. Yeah, but I know anyway. I was I was kind of standing up for Zach Johnson earlier, but thinking back on it, he then talked about the kind of illness in the in the group, and clearly Ricky was one of the people that wasn't feeling very well. But if yeah. he wasn't feeling very well coming into it, why were you sent out first in the morning foursomes on Friday? That's, and then that and then was he, also noted, yeah. So he basically was pick he picked Ricky, played him once, sat him to the singles. So if he if he was sick, why did you play him? If he wasn't sick, why didn't you play him again? Because you picked him. And then just like sending out Yeah, they they seem to just send out some players who clearly didn't have their game. Which yeah. is just it seems like the most obvious thing ever in Ryder Cup, like we kind of said, is you ride your players who are playing well. Like golf is so streaky and it comes yeah. down to putting. So if you've got a guy who's not making putts and not playing well, just keep him on the sideline for a while. I think yeah, as well, I think Europe definitely had players coming into it in form and yeah. um it's it's so mad just like I just remember the feelings after whistling straights thinking, Oh my god, like we're never yeah. gonna be able to beat these US guys again and then all of a sudden, you lose Dustin Johnson. A few guys not really playing that well, and like, I just remember then Friday. Sorry, yeah. I was just going to say, even six months ago, when you were like, yeah. "Okay, we we've got a strong top seven, and then we've got the likes of Sepp, uh, Nikolai, correct? Yeah. Like Oberg wasn't even on the scene. Bob, everyone was like, mm. oh, well, Europe are really weak. Like they'll have a really good top six, but they're going to be really weak.' And suddenly coming into the week, because all our guys played in Wentworth." They all played well. A lot of them, they played in the weeks leading up. And again, Andrew Coulthard said that, that it's just bizarre for the US to have not played for about a month before coming to the Ryder Cup, which is the yeah. opposite to in 2018 or 19 in uh, in Paris when they played the FedEx finals the week before. Tiger won the FedEx finals, came into the Ryder Cup and was absolutely jaded. So it's like they, mm. they tried to do the opposite, but they went too far in the other extreme. Which mm. just seems bizarre. Um, Saturday morning, Homa and Harmon. So okay, Ludwig and uh, Victor absolutely pummeled the lads nine and seven, um, which was just crazy. Um, Homa and Harmon turned out to be the US best pairing. Um, two rookies, um, Max Homa, a bit of a two lads that have zero in common. Like yeah. Max Homa, like I don't know much about America in terms of the different states and stuff but I, like i clearly like max home was like california dude yeah um do you know bro and 
like Brian Harmon is just polar opposite. To that. Yeah, five you know? foot nothing and hunter. So fair play to Zach Johnson for that pairing. Um, yeah, if you're feeling blue, Zach. Um, Annie, were you not a little bit uh, torn? Like you have an American passport. I do. I'm I'm technically a Yank, uh, Yank citizen. Um, but no, just like this brings it in like. The, the Europe are just such a likable bunch, aren't they? Yeah. Like, they've yeah. just got characters, likable lads. And we've gotten rid of all of the... Unlikable ones. You know, we've gotten rid of Poulter's, the Westwoods, the Garcia's. Like, it's we've just gone to another level now. Well, um, as, as someone tweeted earlier today, they're like, can you imagine? So, the whole Hatgate situation where it's apparently Shoffley and Cantlay who want to pay to be paid to play. Yeah. Can you imagine John Ram and Rory saying, oh, I don't know if I'll play in the Ryder Cup because I don't going to get paid. Like, you just would never happen in Europe. You have enough money, like, you know. Anyway. Yeah. That's, that's um, for another, another podcast, deep dive into the finances of the Ryder Cup. <laughs> that's the, actually one thing that I was thinking is, like, who owns the Ryder Cup? It's like... As in, like, what is it? It's basically split between the PGA of America, the European Tour, and then uh, the RNA or GB in Ireland or something. I'm not sure. They have a yeah, smaller percentage. Yeah. I don't disagree. Because it is with, a money maker, isn't it? It's it's I, a bit of a spinner, like this. There was a there was a um and a potential coup back in nineteen ninety nine because of this whole thing where these guys weren't getting uh, paid to play, and I think that could happen again because someone there's lots of execs making lots of money out of the fact that Cantlay and Shoffley are playing and these guys aren't getting paid. I don't think they just, they should get the money, but they should get a couple of million towards a charity of their choice or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Saturday afternoon, Rose and Bob rise again. Um. They. I. I just. I. I honestly. I actually didn't mind. Like. I kind of like Justin Rose before this. I've no issue with him. I know he's kind of like uh, Marmite to some people, but I just. I really. He just. I really respected him for this when he showed up. He. He could have potentially been a banana skin for us. He's our oldest guy. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what his form was like coming into this, but um, I think he played a, a, a role this week and I was really proud of him. He did. And it, he, I think at the last Ryder Cup, um, a lot of people came away from it saying, we've too many old lads. We don't need that experience. We just, let's just yeah. blood the young people. And actually, I think it went a long way having the likes of him and Rory and people who've played multiple times. Like Rose is one of those. Yeah. You you probably could have got a younger guy. You could have got Moronk in there over him on golf ability, but that experience yeah, exactly, goes a yeah. long way. Um, and then so th- it was at this point where I was getting kind of annoyed with the US team. I was like, "Come on, you have to show some sign of life." And um, Sam Burns hold a putt in the afternoon on Saturday and um started giving a bit back, giving it the big in back to the European crowd. Love that and. It got me up off the couch and I was screaming at him and then and I was like, you know, fuck you, Van Burns and all this. And I was like, afterwards, when I sat down and thought about it, I was like, that's exactly what we need to keep yeah. this thing going. Um, you know, like, I think I think you have to play the Ryder Cup with adrenaline. And like, that's all you, that's all you have to do. It's kind of like when Roy Keane said, if I, if I wasn't feeling it for Man United, I'd just go and lash into someone. I'd just go and run into yeah, someone. Yeah. Like, that's what Sam Burns basically did. He just, he just started get have getting himself going so and they had a great yeah i was just going to say going back to the whole uh the home side always wins by landslide in recent years is it because the like our our continents are too far apart and it's in a very expensive journey for anyone to go to the Ryder cup but you could you could actually do with having a few more american fans so then when something like that happens you get a little bit more out of the crowd whereas it, yeah. it's so outnumbered 95 to 5 percent americans that even when he holds that, all you do is you get booze from the Americans. And it looked like there was mm. a few Americans there, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I just yeah. wonder, like say in a football match, it's very easy to get hyped up when you run to the away end because you, you can see a lot of people there. There's a lot of action in the crowd. Whereas in yeah. the Ryder Cup, because it's so spread out, you might only have a couple of Amer- a couple hundred Americans on each hole. And when they do hold a putt like that, they're, they're, they have to just go at the home crowd rather than being able to get pumped yeah, up by correct. their... That makes sense. I... Well, I suppose the next couple of Ryder Cups, you've got like New York, East Coast of America. Um, I could see us showing up in in in. Yeah. I could see a lot of Europeans being at that, and then in Ireland, 
Uh, yeah, I think th- there'll be a lot of Americans there, but they won't be heard. No. Um, no. That's what I think there. But yeah, it's a good point. Um, but listen, home advantage in sport, as yeah. we know, is um, is very important. Uh, Saturday afternoon. So yeah, was really happy with the fight back from the US. And then we get to the Joe LaCava, Rory, um, disgraceful incident on the 18th green. <laughs> um, but basically... For anyone that didn't see it, um, which there's probably no one, but initially we only saw this this small clip of Joe LaCava waving his arms at Rory, and we were kind of thinking, like, what's going on here? When you see the full video and you see what he did, it was definitely disrespectful to Rory and all that kind of crack, right? But I'm just thinking the way Rory took it and the way he's still going on about it in the presser, and he's obviously very offended. And he's having car park fights with Shane the bouncer. Um, Joe Lacava must have said something as well. Must it's, have. It's There's seen, more to to that. It seemed like there was a lot of acceptance afterwards on the green. It looked like it had been put to bed, and then he comes out in a bit fiery in the car park, maybe half an yeah. hour later. So I just wonder, was there any afters that went on, or what happened? Oh, is, honestly, or else Rory's very sensitive, I think. Yeah, honestly, I don't hate it. Like, the US needed it. Oh, you love to see gave it. Gave them you a glimmer of hope. Can I just say the chip from Cantlay was absolutely shocking to put himself in that position, and then he drained <laughs> that monster. Yeah, he drains the butter. Absolutely um, loved it. Loved that the American team were there, shaking their hats. Just like, yeah. that's exactly what the Ryder Cup needed. Oh, sure. When they picked the teams and we did the pod in the house and I was asking for like vitriol and like just yeah. pure I want to see blood um, I didn't expect we'd get a video of a late night car park fight between yeah. Rory and the nicest man ever apparently Bones <laughs> Um, but like Shane Lowry is a bouncer isn't he he's so, just screams bouncer like not tonight lads you know I absolutely um, love that tweet that someone said was like Shane Lowry's been outside a nightclub in Offaly enough times to know how yeah, to defuse exactly. that situation. That was just <laughs> golden. Shane was everywhere this week. In, yeah, in any yeah. video, he was there. He was just like a child. MVP. Um, he was the MVP. Okay, Sunday singles. Um, the US didn't lie down. They made it interesting. They, um, a little bit. Like, they... More than anything, the US needed a fast start and they just didn't get that. And it was kind of at that stage, it was inevitable. I knew, like you always knew there was going to be a little bit of a fight back in the middle. Mm. But I just, you needed the US to go one up in the first three matches to actually make people believe there was going to be something to play for. And yeah, I don't know. Um, I think credit again to Luke Donald for the Sunday singles order because he obviously told... Um, Rambo to rest on Saturday yeah. afternoon because you're going out number one. We need you. Um, he got his half point, although, yeah, it it didn't look like he was gonna yeah he was gonna get that for a while. But anyway, um, he was well rested for that. I also think he, I also think he knew. I think he knew that they would have thought that Rory would have gone number three, because I think in in past Ryder Cups number three seems to be Rory's slot okay and Zach put Cantlay three okay Um, if I'm not mistaken and I think Luke knew that and said he'd put Rory four to defuse that and and I just I, I think Luke thought I don't want that I don't want this to keep going I want Rory to just take someone is, else and just batter him is there an argument for the singles of the Ryder Cup to be done the same way the President's Cup is done and a player gets named and then you've got 60 seconds to name your player. And then, so then, so say USA name their player, Europe of 60 seconds, and then Europe name number two, USA of 60 seconds. That just, would be so interesting. Like, yeah, just it is add an, to it. It's an yeah. entertainment product. Like, let's get some make TV more, producers yeah. in there and, and find out what they would do to make the most exciting product. And I think if we, if we could have got Shane against Cantlay, Rory against Cantlay, just... Yeah, just give us a storyline yeah, you want. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, Ram yeah. Ram and Scotty was great to start off. Good to see the two one and two in the world going toe to toe. But I just would have liked to have seen a few more spicy uh, matches. Yeah. Um so yeah, Ram and Scotty have I think this is where we give our appreciation to Victor Hovland. Um the most liked man in the world. Just like 
I bet I, I assume all of our girlfriends are I love him. Like Kate uh, just uh, has fo- Kate follows him on Instagram now, obsessed with him. How's just that man single? That smile. I know. Don't get it. Um, that smile is just infectious. Wins four and three against Colin Marikawa, which I thought that was going to be a really tough one from because Marikawa was dialed with the irons yeah. on Saturday night. Like he is such a good ball striker. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but just the putter goes cold sometimes. But yeah, four and three against Colin Marikawa. That's just like sit down, Colin. I am now. He he's the best player in the world at the moment, I think, and he doesn't even know it. Like he just he's so like win a major next year. Someone came out with a really interesting point when he came on the scene. It, he came on the scene alongside Matt Wolf, Colin Marikawa, and Victor Hovland were the three rookies who came onto the PGA Tour out of college. Matt yeah. Wolf won first. He has since gone to live and is clearly struggling. Colin won two majors. Mm. He was looked to be the next one. He was going to be the next big American player. He's now struggling a little bit. Hov looks like he's about to go and do it. He just needs to win a major. And I think it's just, it's so funny how golf goes in swings and roundabouts about yeah. players' ability. Like, they can just go off the boil. and They're they're like horses, man. It's yeah. just form. It's just form. I just, it's um, just a pity that the majors are so far away now for Hovland because if he could have gone into the Masters off the back of this form, watch out. Yeah. Listen, Ben, as someone who's... um involved in a golf podcast i have no idea what we're going to talk about for the next six months (laughs) until the masters but that's for another day um max homa um showed up for the americans uh with a brilliant he beat matt fitz who was playing well and matt fitz didn't play bad in that match either so that was a really good match i thought it was hilarious that so do you know in the 18th green max homa had to take an unplayable from that shocking lie the crowd the crowd were booing and screaming because they thought he was getting like a free drop or something. Oh, okay. Um, and it, it just, it's so funny because like literally there's thousands of people screaming and roaring at you. And I'd say Max Homa really just wanted to like turn around and be like, I'm taking an unplayable. Yeah, <laughs> you know shut what up. I mean? <laughs> Take, so when um, you're, when you're all square and you need to le- win your match, taking an unplayable is such a ballsy move because he could have got a club on that. He just didn't know where it was going to go. And like Such any amateur season. golfer would have just gone up to that with their 56 degree wedge and just swung and tried to get on the green. Yeah. Um, a likable dude and credit to his caddy probably there as well. Yeah. Um, shout out the caddies. Um, Tyrrell Hatton underrated all like just he there's a major in him. Um, I just he his swing really does not look like the swing of one of the best golfers in the world. He really. He just, I always think he looks like he's stood a little bit too close to the golf ball. And like, I think Ludwig likes, looks like that a little bit as well. Yeah. Or Ludwig's just a lot tall. I, I know what you're saying. He's kind of like an upright plane. But I, I, yeah, yeah I, lo- I love Tyrrell. He's great. Um, oh, Tyrrell is... He's just one of my favourite golfers now. I just, presser when he was sitting beside Rory just smiling. Yeah. And he's just a cool dude. I enjoy that. I don't really enjoy him giving out about the greens constantly. Like, come on. Sometimes you just hit a bad putt, Tyrrell. Ah, well, listen, that's what you get with Tyrrell. Yeah. Um, okay, and then came the middle order for the Americans. Um, so Brooks fairly well um, brushed Ludwig off. Um, and I was really annoyed about that because I just knew Brooks is thinking like, Who are you? did your boy here? You know, yeah. I did your boy. Um, Brooks was loving beating Ludwig. Um, Justin Thomas beats Sepp Stracker, two up. Fair enough. Just JT showed up and fairness, yeah. he showed up. Um, he always was, and I think I don't know was it Zach or it might have been Zach actually, but he basically said you don't leave JT at home in a yeah. cup. So yeah, in fairness, I think you have to bring JT in. Like he's he's almost got the European mentality in terms of he loves it. Know. Same yeah. with kind of Spieth, although Spieth yeah. was really dragging him down. Spieth, Spieth was bad. not good. Why did he keep yeah. putting them out together? Because the Americans, it's the best mates. The, yeah. That's what they do. But um, they do. Xander, Xander beat Nikolai three and two. Um, I don't really know what to make of Nikolai, actually. I feel a bit sorry for him. The only man not to get a full point. And like the way we just talked about golfers going in cycles, by the time the next Ryder Cup comes around, he could be out of it or mm. he could be an absolute lock alongside his brother. You just don't know. Um, I Other hope, than I hope the he's fact there. that. Other than the fact that, like, do you think, I definitely think there's, if, if let's say there was only one Hoygaard, right, and they weren't twins, 
then they're just another Yannick Paul. Is yeah, I don't know. Wh- I don't know why they're more likable than Yannick Paul or like. I think it's something about the other twins. That would be so cool. But yeah. like, they kind of still have to play golf and win Ryder Cup matches. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I mean? Look, he was a rookie. He was very young. I know that. But also, I think as well, you don't. And maybe a little bit with Ludwig as well. They're not characters. Like you can't. They're yeah. not. You don't get much out of them. They're kind of stones. Yeah, golfers, I enjoyed. So. I enjoyed seeing Shane kind of embracing uh, Nikolai after he won his match. But like, yeah, you don't. You don't get a whole. Like yeah. even today, he put up an Instagram post. Obviously, a sponsored one. He's sponsored by a company called Vitamin Well, and it's like yeah. clearly a photo he took on a photo shoot a few months ago, and he's like. Oh, after last night's celebrations, I'll definitely need my vitamin well. And I'm just like, who, who's this, Nikolai? Ni- Nikolai. Uh, and you're like, oh, come on, man. They're not paying you that much, are they? Yeah. Um, like Bob is, you know, Bob's got a personality. He's very likable. Yeah. Um, he's got a story behind him. I, I would say, watch this sp- space with the Hoy guards. It's as we said, golf can move very quickly. So yeah. obviously, I think it'd be great. But I just wonder, is there something about the fact that they're twins that gives them a higher status? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Completely wrong. Um, Shano, <laughs> Shano, yeah, Shano was just like if he was three down and he got to two up, he would just turn around and go crazy as if he's won the World Cup final. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, did yeah, you see? No, fair did, play, sorry, did you see his video of him chipping and the the marshal was making noise? Actually, yeah. So I have a take on this, right? So the I got sent that in a WhatsApp group first on it as just a video that yeah. was forwarded around rather than a tweet. And I completely um, thought it was going to go the other way. Do you know the way on Twitter now, everyone's laughing at it and yeah. thinking it's brilliant and all that kind of stuff. I initially thought that it was going to go the other way and Shane was going to get loads of abuse online for being mean to a marshal. So I've seen Americans cursing. say that. I read a tweet about America and they're like, "If, you, if could you imagine if Brooks Kepka has turned around and told the marshal to shut the fuck up? And then he's like, yeah. he was like, just because Shane's got a funny little accent, he gets away with it. Everything's <laughs> it's hilarious, which is pretty true. But, but that's exactly what's happened. It's just yeah. like, ah, we love him, and look, yeah, that was great, but who yeah, cares? For sure, look, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but it all doesn't it also just show? He said in his interview afterwards that the last two hours of his round was the most stressful stress yeah. of his. So and you could see he was visibly stressed. Like that yeah. was that was yeah. stress. Um, and he just wanted to scream at a at a at a marshal to get it out. And I, I, he's the kind of guy who's probably gonna. He'd probably. I think he might feel bad about that, and I think he might actually apologize to the marshal. Yeah, maybe. What I what I will say, and I'm sure there's people who've marshaled listening to this podcast. As soon as you give someone a a, a high vis and a silence, sorry, <laughs> yeah. they just have all sorts of power. You're just like, please. <laughs> Like, like you're like they're like they start waving people down who are thirty yards up the fairway. Like, stop moving! Like, oh, just come on, lads. Yeah, I actually yeah. noticed that at the Irish Open that, um, forget the marshals. It's actually more the players' caddy that yeah. that is is very important to the player. So, like, I think the caddy kind of knows when what's in his he eye has line. To step in yeah. for his player and kind of knows what's yeah. personal to the player, and they do a lot more kind of like. Especially on a tee box, if there's people walking in yeah. front, um, they'll stop them. So, um, and then we get to uh Tommy Fleetwood three and one Ricky Fowler. Um, Tommy Fleetwood's tee shot on the sixteenth hole was like all time. Yeah, incredible, unbelievable. And so Ricky had just put it in the water. I thought Tommy was just gonna hit a seven or enough. Honestly, tee and. Uh, Let's let's get into this. So, Ricky is green side, or you know, let's say wedge side, um, in the drop zone, playing his third shot. So, is Tommy thinking, you know, he could just get up and down, make par? I still need to make birdie here. I just so, like if he if he, he hit driver there, and and Max almost slated for hitting driver against Matt Fitz. Yeah. when Matt Fitz had gone in the water and Tommy does the same thing. If Tommy puts that in the water there and all of a sudden it gets dicey, he gets slated. No, I do. I agree. The only thing is, I, I don't know what Tommy's shot shapes are. and But if you know you don't have a right miss and you you know you can take the water out of play, you just bomb that left. I think I think he'll probably admit Tommy's that. A, yeah, Tommy's Tommy, a draw. Tommy's yeah. a, a I think draw. Tommy will admit that he hit that a little bit too. I think he was probably aiming for the bunker up on the left and he was like, look, as long as I go there, 
I give myself a chance of making a par, I at least get a half out of it. I think mm. he knew he was never going to go in the water, but I, I think he'll admit that he hit that one a little bit too straight. Like, Yeah, no, I've definitely heard Tommy talk before a, a, a draw is his natural yeah. um, shape. So, um, unbelievable. Yeah, fair enough. What yeah, did you think that, about that the, the conceded putt? No problem with it. Yeah. I, 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 it, was, it was a lot closer than people think. I think also Ricky was thinking... I, there's something in me that thinks as well that Ricky was thinking, I don't want to give Europe their moment. Do you know? We didn't get really? a moment. Well, and I kind of respect that. Like, do you know? So what I was kind of thinking is that Ricky would have had to have made his eight footer. So if, if Ricky... He, he didn't had, want to take it. <laughs> so if Ricky had missed his eight footer, then they all would have celebrated. Or Ricky makes his eight, eight footer and then Tommy has to put. But I just think... Yeah. I, just, I don't know. I think it was pretty close. I don't think Tommy ever misses that. But then again, you don't know the nerves of having a putt to win the Ryder Cup, so... Yeah. And then... An old man runs into the lake from the crowd. He, and Tommy Tommy's caddy makes a go to tackle him. I don't know what were you going to do there. He's just the most most unlikely of people that I thought was going to run across exactly. the Exactly. Colonel He was Saunders. like your like secondary school chemistry teacher runs yeah. into the green, just loses the flat altogether. And then he and then he gets um, out and then people start chanting one more time and he does it again. And does it again, man. That he. Had... I don't know what that what's going on there. I'd I'd love to meet. Way him. too much limoncello. Um, that also, was brilliant. Sorry, all the people jumping into the lake and swimming. There's a reason none of the players did it. The water used around golf courses is not sterile to be swimming in. Rotten. Yeah. That is, yeah, I would be That's doing that. Rotten. So there you go. There you have it. We got um the required number of points to win the Ryder Cup and not um thankfully it wasn't a draw. Um quick look at so we've obviously talked player by player, but yeah, so Wyndham Clark was lowest um on the strokes gain tally for all twenty four golfers. Again, I'll caveat that strokes gained is is yeah. not black or white here. Um Victor Hovland was Victor Hovland, John Ram, Rory McIlroy, Tom Tommy Fleetwood. All four top, um, yeah, crazy strokes gain there, um, but listen, we won't go to Patrick Cantley and Max Homer were the highest for the for the US team, so um, it obviously has shown. Patrick, tell me what you thought about the European uniforms that they wore. Any thoughts? All week, yeah, all week. Um, there's the blue and yellow. I get it. It looks like a Ukraine it, jersey. Yeah, well, and as well, like I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna go and buy. I'm never wearing that if it's, you so know, the, I, I just don't like those colors in general. Yeah, together. So the company who makes the stuff, Loro Piani, they're a big, massive Italian fashion house. I heard you know, it's expensive. Is it? Yeah, very expensive. It's like eight hundred pounds for a quarter zip. I think they're what? they're owned by the same company that owns. Uh, Louis Vuitton and Dolce and Gabbana and a few other ones. Wow. But it's it's like ridiculous. And they've closed us clothed us for the last like three Ryder Cups. First day, that light blue, very sweaty. Didn't like that. Mm. Shouldn't be having sweat marks, especially on a Ryder Cup that's been played in Italy in the heat. Second day, some like awful brown on the shoulders, which is apparently Laura Piani's signature colour. Didn't love that. Okay. Last last day, blue, a bit sweaty. I thought the hats looked a bit cheap. I just, yeah. Not a I, fan. Not a fan. I thought the Ryder Cup, I think they looked pretty slick. I know they wore navy trousers every day and, and they looked the exact same as every other Ryder Cup, but I think they looked pretty the USA. Yeah, yeah, USA. I didn't have an issue with the European. I, I think as long as you don't um, wear something that people comment on, I don't think anyone yeah. was really making, do you yeah. know, so I think it was middle of the road, I would say. Do you, um, do you know 800 what, pounds of middle of the road. Well, yeah, do you know the term stealth wealth? Do you know what that is? No. So stealth wealth, which has kind of come to prominence around the TV show Succession, is this kind of thing that you wear very expensive clothes, but they don't have labels. You can't really tell. And looking at the Ryder Cup stuff, you didn't see a brand, you didn't see... you Like, they could have been... Fruit of the Loom polo shirts, yeah. but they just were very expensive, um, yeah. and I just think that I don't know. I, I like I said, I'm never going to buy a Ryder Cup top. I think 
you might get into the excitement of it at the weekend, but I, I guarantee all the companies that make Ryder Cup merch, they're now sitting on it for at a very heavily discounted price because you can't you can't sell 2023 Ryder Cup for the for the next couple of years. Like no one's yeah. gonna buy it. Yeah. Um but I do think the Ryder Cup team shouldn't be wearing something that is going to cost you two and a half grand to buy the outfit. I think that's a bit ludicrous. I actually, now that I think about it, I absolutely agree. If they want to yeah. grow the game and all this kind of stuff, and get, you know, just I don't know who someone, moment. someone's friends with someone, and someone's made a dodgy deal. Also, touching on Laura Piani, I went onto their Instagram. They've got one point two million followers. They didn't have a single story or or picture up of the European Ryder Cup team. Like right. that shows you've got money when you don't have to advertise the fact that you're clothing the European team. Just thought that was wild. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with anyway. you. Very um, non-European, like. Yeah. Um. Okay. U.S. presser. Did you watch any of it? Uh, I watched some of it. I watched. I saw comments. I saw Canley replying to the guy who asked him about the whole hat gate and everything. There was there anything else exciting going on in there? Uh, I just uh, for like I never talk about press conferences in any other like there i usually think they're useless do you know yeah. any any sports person in any interview usually it's just like oh you know it was game of two halves and all this kind of yeah thing. yeah um but i love these post rider cup press conference because you've 12 people up there it's a bit, and of a bit larry like <laughs> yeah um i don't know um strangely enough patrick Cantley came across as likable and yeah. i was sitting there going what's happening to me like why yeah. why, why do i like a a slow playing golfer that the man, really annoys me. The man is getting but married came... the Monday after the Ryder Cup. What is that about? Yes. Okay, so we'll get into this now. So first of all, yeah, I, the Cantley for some strange reason came across as likable in this press conference, right? Um, couldn't get over it. But like, I'm sorry, but if one of your players has planned in advance for his his wedding to be on the Monday of the Ryder Cup, you do not take the Ryder Cup seriously. That's like what, all we need to know. What he does not if, take the Ryder Cup seriously. What happens if they'd won and he'd have to show up to the altar tomorrow today? Like, yeah. he was just, that, that's just, it's. I think it's madness. Like, yeah. Also, why did his wife agree to having this on the Monday? I guess. And I don't get it. I guess it ties in, like it's hard to plan a wedding during golf season because all your mates who you play golf with will be off. Yeah, but have playing. it on like the Wednesday or something at least. Like, I guess not it was the like I guess maybe it was get to get the the US team to be able to go there without having to fly. Well, I don't know. I'd be interested to see what members of the US well, team were at his wedding. No, I have heard that there's four invited apparently. Xander, one of them anyway. It'd be up Xander. There. Um, who else? I wonder. Maybe yeah, I'll I'll do some digging. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, the, like, if, if I had more time, I would have gotten into, gotten into, um, Xander's dad and all the stuff that he was, was saying and tweeting and, and that's, that's only kind of just come out today, we'll, week, but we'll, that's only uh, just come out. So yeah, we'll, we'll cover that next week. The, yeah. I, but the Euros presser then, um, was, it was class. There was, you know, there was jokes. There was Rory basically putting a target on our backs and saying that we're going to win in Bethpage. Um, I would have liked if Seth Stracker got Seth Stracker yeah. got asked a question. <laughs> I would have liked if if the journalists at least tried to ask a few of the different players. It was literally oh, a Rory McDonald loving. Even John Ram at one stage was falling asleep, and somebody asked John Ram a question. And he was like, yeah. "Oh, hi, I, yeah. I'm still here." Like Matt Fitz um, is on his phone for the whole thing. Yeah, that was really annoying. Like, ask Terrell Hatton a question yeah. or someone, but it was just a Rory conference. Um, I suppose that's just what happens around Rory McIlroy. Yeah. Um, the Euros, uh, the European celebration videos. Um, How long was that bus journey bus? back to Rome? <laughs> yeah, was that not just like a five minute drive to their to their no, hotel? I, no? I think it was a it's a decent spin in that traffic, but like, at what stage they start running out of songs? They start asking Nikolai for a uh, a Danish song. <laughs> Did they? You'd have to you'd have to wonder if Shano wasn't on that bus, would it have been as good? Yeah, he just um, he loves points. You should actually. Uh, do you know beef? Yeah, the golfer. He has a podcast, and he was basically doing. Yeah, of course he has a podcast, but he 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 did his podcast from underneath the balcony that they were um having champagne chairs on. It was quite funny. That's good. Crack. He kept bumping into random people. He bumped into like Niall Horan. Didn't yeah. re realize that Niall Horan is Terrell Hatton's. Yeah, Terrell he... Hatton's in Niall Horan's stable. Is it? 
Yeah, his official stable, not your make-believe stable. He uh, <laughs> Niall Horan owns an agency called Modest Golf. They look after Tyrrell. Yeah. Um, what I will say, I, I actually saw Beef tweet out that this has motivated him to play. Yeah, and I know he's, he's had some. Pod, yeah. I know he's had some injury issues, but like Beef, stop, stop making podcasts and start practicing your golf if you want to be on that Ryder Cup team. Imagine, imagine Beef and Shane in back page. <laughs> but yeah, the, um, the lads down the back I, of the bus. That was actually a point that, like, when I heard Beef say that, I was like, "Wow, you've got like, you don't just have like the Moronks and the Yannick Pauls at home going. I have to make it next time. You've got like anyone, Everyone. like Alex. He got he Alex Fitz came on the so Alex Fitz and his dad walked past and he came yeah. on as well. Um, and Alex Fitz is saying, "I want to be there." You know, like if you think about it, like if you went down the order there, you've got like it's deep man, like beef. Beef is way down. Like beef is a lot. <laughs> I... Isn't beef like? I don't. He hasn't I don't played think in Beef, a while. I don't think he's played any golf this year. He's probably outside the top thousand. Exactly. So. But he's still. Yeah. Like, there's probably one percent of him that thinks, you know, if I have a good year, um. I don't know. There's, I, there's I, love, com- I love that. It's just a fine line between confidence and delusion. Um. Well, let's get into like. Okay, so Beth Page. Um. Ben, I so, think we have to go. Oh, 100% we're going. We're We've having, got to be there. We're having... Oh, wait, Shani, you just reminded me to talk about something else, but we'll come back to it. Um, but Write it down. Write it down. 100% we should have it covered it, a uh, bit of a trip over to Bethpage, because I just think... I have to go all, to New York. Of all the years that they're going to want to prove that the Ryder Cup isn't lopsided based on teams going wh- which place, I think we need as many European fans that over there as possible if Europe are going to get any result. Yeah. Going by um, what people are saying, um, I even saw a tweet from a New Yorker who said, like, I love New York. I was born in New York. Um, I love everything about New York, but I fear for what's going to happen in a Ryder Cup in New York with the fans that are over there. Like, I think there'll be scraps. Like, yeah, so yeah. we have to we have to do some training before we go over. Um, Apparently, I've heard, left, right hooks. I've heard some people say... Like Beth Page is just not a good golf course for this, though. It's gonna it's gonna be it? straight, long, fast greens. It's gonna be a bit dull when it comes to golf, but I don't care. I'll be, I'll be on the balcony popping champagne. Yeah, but like it kind of just comes down to like you're just watching putts the whole time. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, but actually, also just before um we move off Rome again, sorry, the 16th hole in Rome was unbelievable. Yeah, it was so good for viewing. I said in the preview pod I was worried that Marcus Simone was going to be remembered as a poor golf course and they were just like, oh, they just had the money to host the Ryder Cup. I think the golf course itself played quite well. I think the setup of it was very good. 16, 17, 18 were really good closing holes. Um, I think it it, yeah. it came out with a good good reputation. I've no... I've, I'm not going to go and play it though. Like, do you know, no. I, don't, I didn't come away going, I'd love to go and play it. I, no. I do remember looking at Whistling Straits thinking... Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I'd love to go and see that. Um, yeah. So maybe we could go play Whistling Straits and then down to Bethpage. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, Bethpage. So we'll start with the US. Who do you think the captain is going to be? So I think everyone thinks it's going to be Tiger. I don't think Tiger. Unless I don't think I think Tiger will definitely be the captain in Adair, because he's best mates yeah. with JP. I think that'll mean yeah. a lot to him. I would like to see Tiger announced if they said Tiger, you got to do four years like two, two terms yeah um yeah. do home and away otherwise I, like i don't know who the, the u.s needs a complete revamp get rid of get rid of jim Furyk, get rid of steve stricker get rid of freddie couples like they've got too many of the old guard in there working as co-captains yeah. i think if you look at the european team they all the press conference there was a question asked by an italian journalist about how important dodo molinari was and the analytics that he brought to it I think having the likes of him and Francesco, Nicholas Colts are kind of blooding in some new young captains to be. I think that's what the yeah. US needs to do. But to be honest, I don't know who they are. I can't like, Yeah. you yeah. would think someone like Bubba Watson, but he's gone to live. You want someone who's played there and done it a couple of times. Yeah. Um, but why didn't, why didn't the Americans bring um, Sergeant Gordon over and just put him on a, on a, on a buggy. And, yeah. Yeah. Like he is the next Ludwig, isn't he? For them. That's what they're saying, yeah. Him, that guy, like Sam Bennett, I know he's annoying, but like, yeah. You, yeah. The Europe, Just bring Europe those did, lads over. Yeah. I even I even saw, and I don't know was he involved, but like, there was a guy, a really good Italian player, plays in the Alps tour, Greg DeLeo. He looked like he was inside the ropes. 
Like, really? Bring these young European guys just to experience what that's like. Um, Such a good idea. Like, yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I think the uh, like the Tiger thing. Like, imagine Ryder Cup in New York. Tiger's the captain. We're going there with the yeah. intent of this is it. Like, this is if we if we, like we have this is our best chance now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I suppose just uh, we kind of touched on it there, but. Gordon Sargent, um, anyone else from the US that could pop in? Like, give Will Zalatoris a couple of years. He's Zala. gone through surg- surgery. Like, he was a Tony top five player before he got injured. Good, good point. Um, players Tony, like him. Tony Fino. Tony Fino, if he can get together. Cam Young, he's only young. Get him Cam in the team. Young. Cam Young. Cam Young should have been there this year. But, like, even the likes of Sam Burns, I actually, I don't think he was as bad as everyone thought after day one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, JT speed. You got a lot of guys who are going to be there under the age of thirty-five. So the US, is, I'd say the US are pretty safe. Scotty Scheffler yeah. is what twenty-six. Correct. Actually, Sam Burns was actually the third American in strokes gained here. So yeah. he, he was. He, I think he had a bad first session. Honestly, I I don't think there'd be that much of a change in terms of the players come two years time for America. Like who? I don't think Ricky Fowler probably won't be there. Um. I don't think Brian Harmel will be there. Uh, Wyndham Clark won't be there. And maybe a couple others, but I, Scotty, Sam Burns, JT Spieth, Max Homa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I disagree with you on the Wynd- Wyndham Clark thing. I think he, I really? think he could, um, yeah, I think he could become one of their, one of their top guys. Um, okay. So for us, um, uh, like we'll probably still have the same. We could end up with the same front nine again, and it's kind of ten to twelve will change. Um, yeah. Like I would, I would have hope yeah. for the likes of. I think the Europe need to fix their qualification, um, and the way it works because Moronk ended up falling in between the cracks there. I think he should have been on the team, but because he went to play in a few American events, he didn't get the points yeah. as European side. But I think you've got uh, Rasmus Moronk like players like Guido Migliozzi if he kind of gets on a hot one for the next couple of years there's there's yeah. such a list of players there and I think the fact that Sepp Nikolai Bob have all been blooded in um, yeah if if they, got, if they qualified automatically next time you wouldn't be as worried Um, yeah I suppose that, like all eyes on Rasmus now to see if he can yeah. pull through I love that just love to see some twins playing yeah and Alex Fitz yeah, get Alex Fitz in the team. Yeah, yeah. Um. Um. Okay. Any other points? Um. I suppose just Adair is the last thing, really. But I think wow, we we'll like save that for the next pod. We can. We can. I know, but like, I'm excited for I, that. But I, I forgot how good a home two, European Ryder Cup is. My two main points for Adair is, uh, what happens if we get the rain that we got while this Ryder Cup is on? Yeah, and the weather. My God, Adair traffic is going to be an absolute shit show. It's bad enough on a Friday afternoon. Can you imagine if there's a Ryder <laughs> Cup there? Just like briefly on the course, because I've never played it, but like, I feel like you need to have a strong 16th hole. Um, uh, Like, I don't know, 15, 16, 17. What, what are we talking in terms of stadium holes or um, holes in general? Six, if you can remember. 16 is a really good par three. Um, That'll be an amazing hole. 15 is a drivable par 4, 16 is an amazing par 3 over water, 17 is a little bit weak, and 18 is incredible. So it it's going to be a pity. A lot of games didn't get to 18 this, this week. It'll be a pity if the 18th of the day isn't as utilised as it should be, because that okay. hole is spectacular. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. But I don't know, will they work something out for that? Um, a few points just from Twitter. Twitter was a firestorm over the weekend. Yeah. Um, there one comment in particular on the back of Jamie Weir's uh tweeting about Cantlay wanting to get paid. It was from Monday Q Info, and it said, "Uh, Cantlay is sponsored by Dewalt Tools. How do they know the biggest tool they have is the one that they sponsor?" <laughs> um. Oh, Patrick Cantlay. But it was it was a hectic hectic few days on Twitter. I want my one issue is that, um. Because Twitter people are being monetized, so you now get paid if you get viral tweets by 
through sponsorship via Musk has implemented this thing. It means that if the European Ryder Cup team tweets a funny or interesting video, you're going to see it 15 more times on your timeline because everyone is trying to get make money off Twitter. Yeah. And I just think Twitter's been ruined because I just see the same... I've seen the same video of Shane singing on the bus 150 times. I, I didn't notice that as well, yeah. It's just, just, just retweet it space. instead of downloading yeah. it and then re-uploading it. Yeah. I, that's that's irked me. It's your little your little spat of the week. Yeah. Um. Shout out to <laughs> finally get to the shout out. Shout out to Gary Conroy, top of the covered at Fantasy Football League. <laughs> um. Well done, Gary. Um. What Any... I feel like that we've loads of stuff. I really liked the quack competitions you had running on Twitter for the predict a score. Got loads yeah. of traction. Couple of winners. Uh, any, any tears for the Liverpool fans out there? They're going mad. There's like, some people saying like if if um if Liverpool end up losing the league by a point now, do you know what's gonna happen? It's like oh, do I one. just it's it I I agree. It's a it's a massive error, and clearly he was onside. But let's not let's not start this agenda that like the, why why would the Premier League be out against Liverpool to make them lose against Spurs on a Saturday evening? Yeah, get, exactly. get over it. Um. Okay, so the Ryder Cup is over for another two years. Um, I absolutely loved it. I wonder where the Netflix cameras there, where the inside is it going to be in the next season. So they they definitely weren't inside the locker rooms, the American locker room anyway, but they were there. And that's what the whole Xander, the Xander yeah. thing with his dad is about. He was nearly not yeah. put on the team down to an illegal disagreement about allowing cameras and okay. who, who's who's making money off the Netflix deal and that sort of stuff. If so, Netflix can't if Netflix can't make this season exciting after what's happened, yeah. um then I'm Sack the producers. chance. That's it, yeah. Right, I think I'm I'm done. There's nothing really to talk about now in golf for the next six months until the Masters. We'll be coming a fancy Premier League podcast for the next few months. <laughs> um, okay, folks, thanks very much. Hopefully you can tune in next week. We have been covered it and um, we'll be back next week. See you later. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. See you, man.